This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day everybody. And joining us once again to talk all things Warriors on this uh, iteration of our 16 team by team previews is Jason Oliver. Welcome. G'day boys. Good to be back. And uh, that's fresh off the news that the Warriors have made a big name signing for 2023 and beyond. Uh, signing <laughs> Dylan Walker. That happened like four hours ago. It's just fresh in the minds. So... Yeah, congratulations. Bad years, Jason. The years. That's what. How many years? Three. Three years. Three years, and it's the fact they're doing it right now in March 2022 that I kind of don't get at the moment. Yeah, if penalties come back on the full field, his career's over. (laughs) Walker's three years. I saw what concerned me was when I read the announcement. And they spoke about him being a capable center, like fullback, half utility. And it's like, well, he doesn't do any of those things anymore to a good mm. level. He plays bench lock. He's, he's really good there. You know, to remove the character, whatever he is. For a team, he contributes in that role in the middle. He does. He plays a good job there. But he hasn't had a good game in center in a long time. Like Brad Parker took his job, essentially. Was terrible feeling at fullback at Manly. He was not good on a good team. For me, and his his last good like outside back days are really consistent ones. Anyway, it's back at South. It's a long time ago now, and uh, he was really good in 2014. And if they're signing him to be like a starting center, or like God forbid he plays in the spine or something ridiculous like that, like I don't know what they're doing there. And I'm sure it's, you have the same opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people have said they like the versatility, but uh, maybe if they signed him in November when it's something we knew they needed. Yeah, it's a bit early for signing uh, utilities. I think. Yeah, you put it top of the list, mate. You got that guy who can plug any hole, and it's like, come on, mate. Like they've got guys already who can who are utilities. They've got plenty yeah. of dudes that can plug multiple positions. They don't need Dylan Walker, Chanel Harris Devita, apparently. Yeah, fullback. You know, mate. Well, you've got a uh, you know Jazz Tavanga could be pretty average anywhere. You know, yeah. he could be a hooker or a lock, whatever. But... It just it feels weird, and it it feels weird because you're strongest like through the middle. You like really don't need him at what he's best at now. You really don't need that. Like Torhu can just play lock and pass the ball. There you go. Yeah, he's just a, a Torhu light. He's quite literally just way smaller and does all everything Torhu does, just not as good. Yeah. So there you go. Well, if Torhu does his ACL again, you can have a worse version of him. So that's fun. It's a fun Brilliant. one for you guys. The other fun thing for your offseason is Reese Walsh hasn't even started the round one of his initial contract and he's already talking about his next club. That must be real fun. It's definitely not unexpected for me, I don't think. Um, no. Maybe it's happening a little bit earlier than I thought with the Dolphin stuff coming through, but it's always felt like he was using or is using the club as a bit of a launching pad to play first grade and now that he's doing it he doesn't really want to leave Brisbane which is fair enough but frustrating nonetheless yeah frustrating because it felt like Warriors fans at least and others believed last year that you know he lost RTS it, it hurt but then Reese Walsh came and played like he did and people didn't give a shit that RTS was leaving after that they're like we got this guy don't worry about him and then now if they both go it's like 
you know, top end fullbacks don't grow on trees. They're not obviously to find another one like Reese Walsh in an off season. No, and then they'll plug in, I don't know, Luke Metcalf there or something. Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker. He was <laughs> terrible at the start of last year. So I don't know. He was so that. bad at fullback. Atrocious. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Bungard? Just, I just feel bad for Jason. Like he, I don't care about the Warriors. I dislike Nathan Brown, this. but I, he, he, he deserves better. Just him personally. The yeah, rest of them can get fucked. Keep coming. But, yeah, yeah. Well, Jason wasn't on board with the, the brownie stuff from the start, obviously, no. and um, no, no, and well, it's it's just not it's not fun when your team signs unsavory characters in the first place. Mm. You guys have signed a lot of them. Mm. Like, and you're going to have Fanua, Blake, Lodge, and Walker there next year. Like, and they tried to get to Bellin as well. And they tried really hard to get to Bellin. And they did. It and was it's only like... a few years ago they went down a nice path of, um, like, signing Kiwi players, getting a lot of, like, the Māori boys, teaching the club players today. And yeah. now... You were the lovable rascals much... with, you know, I mean... Tui Shek and Isaac Luke and all these fun players, and now you're just... A... Pack of pricks. Yeah, whatever yeah. you think of like Stephen Kearney, end of his tenure, it, it did feel like the club at that point. Like I was loving the club as well as as, as a Maury sympathiser because it felt like they were doing the right things for New Zealand Rugby League in that team. Yeah, there was a good vibe around it. And it there, definitely there was. a bit different now. A bit different, yeah. You just sign all the shitty Aussies again. Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Joel yeah, Moon back. This. Bring him home. Yeah, should we talk about this season? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Season. Oh, before we do though, Mitchell, patreon.com yes. forward slash NRO Room Rookies. Jason, another heartbreaking rugby league thing for you last year was that you bottled the Coltrane Cup spectacularly down the stretch. Um, but it is the world's best, <laughs> but it is the world's best tipping comp, as you can attest, despite how it ended. And if you want to play in that, get access to a Discord server, merchandise, priority question time, rookie takes nominations. Bunch of other stuff, bonus podcast right there. We might have one tonight with Nick Campton that I might, we might do if he gets home from the pub in time to talk about Fogarty. So all that jazz, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And a special thank you to Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, that's you, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Matty Jenkins, my, uh, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Rowan Edwards, uh, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Bills, Scorse, Seymour Butts, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, TB, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Woz. Thank you so much for your support. Everyone who listens and to everyone in lower tiers, thank you as well. Again, it's the 2nd of March when we're recording this. A bunch of usual names were not read out just then because like a bunch of payments always, for whatever reason, lapse on the 2nd of March and then reappear on the 3rd. I don't know why. Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com. <laughs> Feels like a more of a thing you send to Patreon support, mate, than to, to raise on, on the podcast. I, look, the, I, <laughs> some people find the exact cadence of how I read out all those names on every episode comforting, and they didn't like it when I fucked up the order on whatever podcast it was oh, the other that's, day. That sounds like a weird. Find that comforting. That's weird. Yeah, well, it's, people find <laughs> people find structure and and routine comforting, Mitchell. They're like dogs, and that's why they hate the new game of rugby league. They miss block after block they want yeah. the structure back i like it exactly, exactly. Um, so to jason your warriors mm. yeah uh yeah they had last say, year they, they were all okay ish <laughs> yep yeah, had their moments but i feel like it'll be a bit similar this year i've got them down as a 
top eight team with a wooden spoon coach at the moment. And I'd love to be wrong, but I there's not a lot to suggest that Nathan Brown's going to be the saviour anytime soon. Well, they won eight eight games last year. One of like the four or five teams that won eight eight games. But as you said, they actually have got a pretty good squad, like a pretty handy roster. Like Sean Johnson coming back was that the, that was that was cool. They did that. That was a great thing to do, bringing Sean Johnson back. You know, Torhu's not fit, but Torhu when he's back is still one of the best forwards in the game. Reese Walsh or not, Reese Walsh is. You know, the Fenor Blake, unsavory or not, fantastic problem. Mm. There's lots of good players there. But I do feel like it's the same old stuff with Nathan Brown. There'll be weird changes all year. Positions will move. You have too many five eights, which is a worry because he'll do he'll play all three of them in different positions. Like yeah, I'm, that's like, a I, bit of a worry. I feel the same as sort of Kevy at Brisbane. He'll just yeah. they'll keep rotating through them until they win a couple of games in a row. And ha- yeah. if there's a loss, it's been happening for a few years with Warriors. Whenever there's a loss, it's the one of the halfbacks' fault. They ended up. They end up getting binned the next week when they're playing behind a beaten pack or something like that. But it's pretty pretty easy to look down the team list and talk yourself into there being a top eight team in there somewhere. Mm. Backline is very dodgy. Um, yeah. But the pack should be able to compete in the middle every week if Toy's out there. Mate, SJ the pack... will just bring that yeah. touch of class. They... There's quite a lot made of their sort of close games last year and how they lost a lot of close games, but they were in 12 games decided by six points and they won six of them. I don't know how many more people think they should have won than six, that team. Yeah. That's, that's quite a bit, actually, if a team won eight games. <laughs> they won six of the close ones. Like, uh, SJ might add one or two and that still puts them at 10 wins, which any year other than last year is probably not enough to make the eight. And yeah, I think they're going to need a bit more. But outside backs, unless there's one of these young fellas really kicks on, it's pretty hard to get excited about um, yeah. sort of the wing and centre pairing. Well, it's one of those, as you said there, though, I do feel like there's a squad there that is a finals team. If we put together right, even with the averages backs, because you go behind that pack, you have Sean Johnson, you have Harris Tavita, they have Reese Walsh at fullback. Yep. You have some average backs doing their job and it's okay sometimes. You know, when the Cowboys are good, their backs sucked. Like they had this great pack and a good spine, and it didn't matter their outside backs were average. And I feel like the Warriors could have that recipe, but they don't have the per- they haven't got the chef to cook it. Like he'll have that roster, move things around all the time. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And like Cody Nick Green was he, he's a six round one again. It looks like it's like didn't they give up on that? But again, like is that a, isn't that a desperate guy, Nathan Brown? Like I thought you already agreed he wasn't the best six at the club, and then is he going to be the six or is it going to be Ash Taylor? Because it's not going to be Harris Devita because he's a fullback. Yeah, I don't know this this fullback for round one Ugh. in the spirit of making sure Dallin Watini Zelizniak has a good pairing with somebody inside him for one week. <laughs> For one week. No sense. Chuck him at the back. He's done it before. And I would obviously have Chanel as the 5'8", but Cody is fine as a 14, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he pairs well with uh, Walsh in particular. On the If they're going to be sending Walsh down that left side, it'd be much better with even Ash Taylor just 
straightening it up, engaging the line instead of Cody skipping and taking away his space. I don't mm. think the his playing style links well with Walsh, who they obviously want to use quite a bit. So, yeah, Chanel would be my number one just for the little things he does. And then I'd, I know Ash Taylor isn't fit a lot of the time, but I actually would probably rather his playing style um, in there over Nicarima. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. Like, I, I Nicarima is a great 14. And especially with he hasn't been used enough like that in the last couple of years. I think with the rules now, he'd be, he'd be great there. But Harris Avita for mine, firstly, because he's, if not the best defensive half, he's one of them. Probably like White probably hits harder than him. And Dylan Brown's a pretty good defender as well. But great defensive 5'8 yeah. in a team not notorious for its defense. Like, I think he'll, 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 he'll do a job in that regard. But straightens up a bit. You know, he's got a bit of a decent kicking game on him. And I'm just sick of how much we just give up on young halves now who aren't like you're either you you're awesome from day one or over you. Yeah. And guys like Harris Avita have shown enough that they should be given a run in first grade. I know like he's 22 now. It's not, you know, that young, but it's like half the time guys don't even debut at that age, you know, as a young half, he's been around for a couple of years. Give him a, well, a decent mate, run for pe- once. Pe- people are already calling like Dylan Brown a bust and he's what, 22 or 21. Like, it's, yeah, it's very silly how we get with a lot of these things. And Harris David has definitely been good enough in my opinion to justify like at least keep to keep getting more chances for a couple more years, at least. He's not a big numbers guy, which is what will throw people on a lot of people mm. off. I'll look at triasis when, I'd like to know sort of how often he throws the pass before the pass or um, just looking for those little things where he's dragging in a defender before shifting it, whereas another half is just going to shovel it along. He does. He's a tough player. That's why he's so good in defence and he's prepared to get whacked. And yeah, I've, I'd always... I wish he would just watch Kieran Foran highlights, prime Kieran Foran highlights all summer and just try mm-hmm. to do that. And I think that's great be comparison for him, to be honest, because Kieran Foran isn't flashy, never has been, but people understood how good Foran was or what he yeah. had in him. Yeah, yeah I think like Chanel, it. that's his sort of ideal player. I think he should be trying to emulate, but they've got to give him a chance and not play him at fullback because he's a good defender. So you put him in a position where he's going to make three tackles. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't play a lot last year, but even looking it up right now, he had like four, six or seven tribe involvements, which is the pass or fall the pass, not the way Fox define it, like the hockey assist, and yeah. six or seven line break involvements as well. That's it. He's the dude who's going to the line, straightening it up, and then putting it at the back, and then Reese Walsh can do his job out the, out the back there. And it doesn't come up as a try assist for everyone's looking at those numbers later, but there's plenty to work with him, especially alongside Sean Johnson's there, Reese Walsh is there. You have two dominant ball handlers. You just need the complementary piece. Yep. And that could He's also perfect. be, I do believe that could be Ash Taylor as well with how he likes to float in and out of games. But I just think Harris Savita deserves first shot at that. And he has less weaknesses than Ash Taylor has. Yeah, I think he's the ideal pairing for Sean with Walsh floating to the left. Yeah. He can just do the hard work at that pivot spot and flick it wide for the ball players to work their magic. But I don't know if we are going to see it because... I don't know how he ends up there in round two if they're not going to put him there round one. Yeah, he's he'll be if he's not going to be there early, it feels like he'd be the third choice. Hey, like who yeah. him at full back? It feels like he'll be the one who gets a shot after Cody and after Ash, which is terrible. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not a huge 
fan of just chucking him on the bench either. I don't think that's the best use of the spot to have him there. Like this, I don't know what he adds off the bench. Some people really. have with putting him in the centres again because he can defend well. I don't know, maybe he'd be all right there, but I don't think he would be best off the bench. I think he'd be better. If they're not going to play him. He should just be in reserve grade and dominating down there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you do have a weird split, like how the back line's going to shape up. Do you have any clue how that's going to shape up? Like, I look at it and like there's like two dudes I can lock in. I can't really piece it together. Aiken, yeah. I don't know if he's a centre or a back row. They say he's been training with the boards. Um, yeah. Which, as you know, he hasn't passed the ball for four full games <laughs> as a yeah. back rower, which isn't, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but he needs to throw one. Otherwise, it gets a bit predictable. Yeah, you can't be third in now and not pass. It's bad enough as a center. And I know back rowers aren't known for their passing, but at some point, dude, you have to pass the footy. Double one on. Or like one offload. Just anything, yeah. one pass. I like him as a ball carrier in that spot because it is his best strength and he's got yeah really good leg drive. And that's probably why he's pretty good in the centers because well, he doesn't pass there either, but at least he gets a little bit wider. Yeah, but it's like you've got like Jesse Arthurs, DWZ, Pompey, Rocco Berry, Montoya, um, Kosi. Like you've got heaps of guys who are all kind of like the same quality. It's another one of those instances where they could just keep rotating them in and out and in and out and nothing ever gets better, which some people give Brownie credit for is, you know, not being afraid to make changes or something. But I think the opposite of that. And if you just maybe pick the right guy first and stick with him for more than two weeks, that's my concern with Barry, who's my sort of young fella that I think will go pretty well this year if he gets enough chances, three or four or five games in a row. Um, He's got a bit of a Zach Lomaxes about him. He's got that really nice sort of skip to the outside, can get rid of an offload. And if he's, he just needs the experience because he's only played, he can't have played more than 20 games of rugby league. So, yeah, I think he's one of those dudes, though, that I'd lock in and leave him there in one of the centers. And maybe he might need a break because he hasn't played a lot of competitive rugby league at some point. But I feel like yeah. I'd want to play him like that's your spot. You've got, he's already shown a lot of that talent last year anyway in the centers. It's not that he's yeah. really raw. Like he's shown that he can, he, can, he can do well there. I would definitely put him in there. But then you look at the other dudes, like they're going to, DWZ will have a spot all year. You, you know. Yeah. He, the he, other ones, like they really love him there. You know, Jesse Arthurs. I don't, like I don't, I actually don't mind Arthurs. I don't know. I still don't know why you guys signed him though. Like, I don't know if he's depth or starting, but like him, Pompey, uh, Montoya, they're just going to shuffle those dudes all the Yeah, they're just going to shuffle those dudes all year. Yeah, I know a lot of Warriors fans are quite keen on Arthur was... starting, but I think it's yeah. more just, I don't know, the unknown and the shiny new thing because yeah, he's not his um, shoulders above that... what they've got there already. And for the Army Vileo is all right as well, and maybe they'll play him at one point. He might get a shot. Yeah, well, he's one I'd like to see have a crack at some stage, but definitely get a few games in it. Yeah. Reserve grade. I'd prefer Aiken, actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, to be the starting <laughs> centre. Yeah. Just for the experience and the consistency and reliability, at least to start with. And then 
you know, then maybe look at Vilea if he's really ripping through Q Cup. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, you know, like you're saying, the Brownies people are pro lots of changes. You're not against changes either. Like, it's a long season. You have to work guys in and out of first grade and similar. But it's yeah. more, the, it's the stuff I've, I've had an issue with Brownie with, like, forever. They're just week to week. It's like new team list. Or we'll just move the most minute thing. Like, dude will go from, like, one center to the wing or this center to the other wing to the other center, in and out, whatever. And, like, that's never going to work. It just never is. If you have a plan at least about change, I'm starting with this team have it a few weeks. Maybe we'll bring that guy in or whatever. But I just feel like with the roster he's been given, the forwarder pack will be pretty easy. And then yep. the six, the back line, the bench, your your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, the bench could be anything. I think there might be a bit of a sort of a rotating spot on the bench because yeah. there's, there's plenty of options there and it's going to take a couple of them to kind of stick out and it might take a few weeks to sort of settle in on who that's going to be. Alfoa, Pene, Murchie, Thero, Murdoch, Masilov there. And like, to be fair to like Bailey Siren, and he was actually not too bad for you guys. And then I don't, I, I, I kind of hate Josh Curran because he's not supposed to be this good. So I, I still don't know how he did, what he awesome. did last year. What yeah. the hell? Like, he has, has he been to the gym? I don't think so. Like, <laughs> I think he's wearing a chest padding or something. Like, I don't, he hasn't got a, a muscle on his body. He's awesome. Like, he's so good for you guys last year. I'm, I was so surprised that worked out. Instantly, him was great. He's been good on the edge or in the middle for you guys. And um, feels like, you know, once you got Tohu back, he'll just lock down one of those edges and that'll be his spot for as long as he wants it. I, th- I don't think that's, I think that's one of the ones Brownie does like and he won't lose his spot no matter. Yeah, I'd prefer to see him on the edge, even yeah. to start without Tohu there and just get that consistency, especially I on agree. Johnson's side. There's a few options they can plug in at lock while waiting for Harris to come back. So just let Curran and Johnson could be ruthless on the right if they you know, get that time to spend together early in the season. Yeah, just, you should just stack the right-hand side. Like, that was the old-school Warriors way. Like, don't care who's yeah. on the left. Like, just stack the right. You got Sean, Curran. You put, like, Rocco Berry plays that side. DW's on that wing. The other side, whatever. Don't worry about it. You know, Reese Walsh will go there sometimes. <laughs> it was at 2018, 2019, and 2020 across yeah. two different clubs. Johnson's right side scored the most tries on the right yeah. side of any club in the comp. So they, yeah, considering the how follow. many good teams and good edges there's been in that time, like, yeah, Johnson can put points on the board on that on that side of the field. And uh, I do wish, I wish the force was still there. One more chance yeah. <laughs> outside Sean. But oh well. Not to be for the first. And I can't believe, is he like second division in England or something now? I don't know. Yeah, I've not kept up much with... No, um, it's gone to Leeds. That's it. Not not second division. My 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 bad Leeds. But yeah, I was shocked that he couldn't find an NRL gig, but whatever. It's it's not Fuss's time anymore. But yeah, I do think I'm with you, Curran. I'd have him on that edge. But I feel like it, it seems too easy to go Curran, Locke, Katoa and Aitken. I think that's what they'll just do because it, it seems like an easy decision to make, but I think lock Curran down on the right hand, that right hand edge, and just leave him there all year with Sean. Is yeah, the way he's I. He's an eighty-minute man. Rotate through the left, uh, yeah. That left edge spot was, I think, Carto was pretty keen to play on the right with Johnson, um, Justin. Wouldn't they all be? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. They were all pretty keen to pop over that side, but that left edge could be if you have 
Murdoch, Masilla and Katoa rotating through there and a bit of Aiken. That's some good some good yardage at least on that side of the field if they want it. Yeah, it is. So um who do you think oh Bungard, there you go, you got it. Yeah, uh so young player to look out for and a guy who's primed for a big year. Yo, Barry is my young fella. It's a great I'm quite name. Excited to see him. Um, he's got the pedigree with the, his old boy being an AB. Um, and yeah, I liked what I saw from him last year. And my veteran, I'm not going to say good, going to be good, because I don't think those words can come out of my mouth. But I think he won't be as frustrating. Um, Jazz Tivanga. That think, surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> that does surprise me. I couldn't believe I have sort of settled on him, but I don't think he's going to wind me up so much this year, which is a good thing. Um, right. I just Why is that? looked at a, I looked at a few, well, Justin Morgan had a good interview, which take everything he says with a grain of salt in one of those, but he said uh, him and Brownie have had a good yarn with him about sort of what what's needed from him to stand the team. And I looked at his, uh, penalties and error numbers, and they did dip quite a lot last year. He pretty much halved his sort of penalties and errors from the year bad, before. It's and pretty good. Played one like less minute. So uh, yeah, if he like if he takes that out of his game, he has got like he's a good runner. He'll tackle mm. for days. Good motor. Um, decent enough ball player. He can tip, lodge, or Fanua Blake into a gap. Uh, if he just he wasn't as frustrating last year, and he didn't throw as many offloads, which is probably it's a good thing because I'm mm. sure his uh, you've got offloads better offloaders, mate, or you've got those sort of numbers were atrocious. You've got much better offloaders there. Hey, you've got a lot of the guys that you just want Jazz to do his job and leave the fancy stuff to. You've got other guys like Murdoch Masilla, Fanua Blake, Lodge who can do the offloading. You know. Yeah, um, we don't need a jazz offload to ground on fourth tackle, uh, and he seems to have reeled it in a bit. I I've got you guys fourteenth. Okay, I yeah. have them. I just I changed. I got them twelfth. I would be surprised with fourteenth. I think it's too low. They could think, yeah. be. There's going to be a bit of congestion in that sort of seventh, twelfth, thirteenth. So I think they'll be mm-hmm. in that sort of mathematical chance for the eight in round 20 sort of grouping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, I'm not silly enough to expect them to make the eight. I'd say <laughs> well, in that case, who is, your, who is your grand final pick? Um, big on the Roosters. I'll have to put them in. And for some reason, I think the Sea Eagles might just... Wow. First person to pick Sea Eagles, so Some, don't mind Something that. different. Something different. Yeah. I'm, Fantastic. Uh, for you, for you guys this year, talking about it there, it's like it's so frustrating. It's, it's, there's such the makings of a good engine, a good forward pack, a team that can move the ball around the field. Like, like Matt Lodge or not, he can pass okay-ish. You know, Fanor Blake can offload. You've got Tavanga, Torhu when they're fit, Curran, Sean Johnson, Reese Walsh. It's like, God, this team has something there that could be so goddamn good. Can we please give it to someone else before it's all gone? Like, can we give it to someone else next year so I can get back on board? Because mm. I would have, if they had a different coach this year, I would def, like there would have probably been eight or ninth in my picks, I think, for me. And maybe just because I, 
the back line is in class and they might take a little bit of a while to find their feet again with Sean. But I think they're that potential of one of those teams with those players. They can go on one of those end of season, like win eight in a row kind of thing. They get it all right. But I can't believe in that with Nathan Brown at the helm. No, it feels just, it shouldn't be this difficult to get this. I'm so excited about what is a very good looking team on paper. Mm. Yeah. Um, where, and Sean where, being back's the best thing ever. It's just that is it's true. the best thing ever. Yeah. Thank God. It is nice. Um, where can people find your work, Jason? Uh, Rugby League Riders and Stats Insider will be the two main ones this year. Um, yeah, Rugby League Riders would be good for a plug. It's pretty good. Go check it out. All right. Jason, thank you as always for coming on. Um, well, I mean, when there's something good at happening with either the New Zealand national team or the Warriors, we'll probably have you back on. So maybe <laughs> so maybe we'll see year. you next year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, year. check it right with the Warriors, guys. You've probably seen around on Twitter. They do lots of yeah. good like analysis, but lots of breaking down in, of clips into GIFs to show you, uh, you know, different shaped clubs are running and similar. Lots of good stuff on there. It's very, that, you very know, good. Teaches me things. I'm sure to teach lots of other people things as well that I haven't picked up on. And they do like, you know, they'll do things like they'll break down teams or plays or things that are working that no one else is watching. You know, there you go. Like, a, like was it the other week? He did something like Brian Kelly. Or was it this week? Maybe. And I was like, oh yeah, people forgot it. Brian Kelly. No one cares about Brian Kelly anymore. You guys. Yeah, care. I feel, I feel <laughs> Brian Kelly guy. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I believe. If, and Mitch hates everything. So if he's endorsing something, that means you know it's good. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Once it's got moving pictures, man, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> it's a picture book of writing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jason, thank you very much for coming on. Say goodbye. Good boys. Catch you later. And say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And that's goodbye from me.